thing. Who cares about a Suma orange? Well, I'll tell you what, the guy who put them there came up and said, are you going to buy all those? I said, you bet I'm going to buy all of them. I had, a, I had a grocery cart full of Suma oranges. And, uh, I, I, you know, I protect them. I got them locked up at the house. Nobody can get to them. And then my wife starts giving them away, man. I said, what a woman. Genesis chapter 22, the very last couple of verses, Abraham comes back down off the mountain. I tell you what, his kids or uh, the two men that's down at the bottom of the mountain are probably watching him. Uh, can't believe that he came back. Really, they couldn't believe he took his son up there to start with. Uh, but that's really the type of person God's looking for. God's looking for somebody who will just do uh, what he's told to do. You walk by faith, not by sight. The hardest thing you'll ever learn in life is you walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, faith isn't always fun. Faith isn't just, you know, fantastic. You know, sight, sight is what makes you feel good. Oh, I see it. I can see it. But, but doing what God says do sometimes will not make you feel good. Uh, it will not be fun. It will not be happy. It will not be joyful. It will not. You just do it. And you know exactly what you're supposed to do. And you do it. And you say, well, I'm backslidden like a dog. Don't matter. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, by faith it, the elders obtained a good report. When you do what you're supposed to do, whether you're backslidden or not, it does not matter. God sees that thing, and he, he accounts it to faith. That's where the faith comes in. Brother, I'm telling you what, if you think in your life you're always going to be happy, and everything's going to be joyous, and the Christian walk is just that way. It is not that way. It is trials and tribulations and suffering and pain and everybody mad at you and hate you and everything else, and you've still got to do the right thing. And it, when you do that thing, you know what the Lord, you think Job was really happy laying there. First they come in. I, I, I could just see him. He's sitting in his house, and they come in and say, oh, the, the Sabaeans came in, and all your camels are gone. Well, I didn't like camels anyways. He goes, uh, and then all your cattle are gone. Well, I kind of didn't like them either. And all your sheep are gone. Oh, that's a bummer. And all your servants are gone, except the ones that came in and told him. You know, the three that came in and told him. And all the other stuff, he's gone. And then, then the next time, they come in and say, a uh, big wind came by and killed all your kids. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you what, if you think Job was sitting there just excited about all that, ooh, praise God, hallelujah. He says, the, the, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He does say that. Uh, but I'll bet you he's in anguish and pain when he says that. You know what he does? He still does the right thing. And then his three friends come in. And the best thing you never have is three friends all come over at one time. Uh, I like that verse in Psalms or Proverbs where it says, uh, go home. <laughs> Just go home. <laughs> I, I quoted it wrong because it came into my mind too fast. But uh, it says, you know, don't stay at your neighbor's house too long. Just go home. Just go home. Man, those three guys have been better. But the book would have been a lot shorter if it was. So in the last part of this, verse 21, and it says, uh, verse 19, it says, And Abraham, verse 20, chapter 22, verse 19, So Abraham returned unto his young men, uh, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. And it came to pass after these sayings that it was told to Abraham, saying, Behold, uh, Milcah, uh, she hath also born children unto thy brother Nahor, uh, Huz his firstborn, and Buzz his brother Camul, uh, the father of Amran, or Aram, and uh, Chizid, and Hazo, and Phildash, and, and I think we're getting back to that. A lot of people are naming their kids some really strange things today. Uh, <laughs> and, but that's okay. You name whatever they want as long as they come for dinner. And uh, Jidlap, and, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begat Rebekah. These eight uh, Milcah did bear to Nahor, Abram's brother. 
and his concubine, whose name was uh, uh, Rima. And she bare uh, Teba and uh, Gaim and uh, Thash, Thash and Mech. You need a cup of water after that one. Uh, but what you get here is Nahor, uh, when he's going down this list, uh, it said that uh, Abram's saying that Milka, Milka had 12 uh, people in his tribe, eight here and four others. Uh, uh, Ishmael had 12 in his, uh, Jacob had 12 in his. So the Lord is working in 12. That's the number of Israel. That's the number of, of the Jews. Uh, so 12 is a good number. You don't have to worry about that anyway. But right here, what happens? He comes down off the top of that mountain. And the last thing that Abraham's going to do, as far as God is concerned in Abraham's life, is get a son for his, get a bride for his son. Uh, Abraham has done all the stuff that God wanted him to do his whole life. Uh, Abraham's still got another 40 years he's going to live, and he, he still does some stuff, raises stuff, and takes care of Isaac, and, and meets all the needs of everything else. But Abraham is starting here to, to slow down and get toward the end of his life, and the Lord is going to be turning the thing over to Isaac. Uh, chapter 23, chapter 23, Genesis chapter 23. And Sarah was a hundred and seven years, seven, uh, and Sarah was a hundred and seven and twenty years old. Uh, and these were the years of, of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba, uh, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abram came to, came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abram stood up uh, from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Uh, give me a possession uh, for a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abram, saying unto him, uh, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the, the choice of our sepulchres, bury thy, uh, bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold uh, from thee his sepulchre but that, uh, that, that thou mayest bury thy dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth, and he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, uh, hear me and entreat for me uh, to Ephraim, the, uh, the son of Zohar, uh, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, uh, which he hath, which is in the end of the field. As, a, as much money as it is worth, he shall give it uh, me for a possession, uh, of a burying place among you. And Ephron dwelt among the, the children of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, uh, even of all that w went in and out at the gate of, the, of his city, saying, Nay, my lord, hear me. Uh, the field give I thee, and the cave that is therein I give it thee. Uh, in the presence of the sons of my people give I thee, bury thy dead. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people and the land, and he spake unto Ephron uh, in the audience of the people of the Lord, uh, land, saying, Behold, I, I, if thou wilt give me it, I pray thee, hear me, I will give thee money for the field. Take it, take it, of, thee, uh, take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. Uh, he goes, What is that betwixt me and thee? Bury therefore thy dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed uh, to Ephron uh, the silver which he, had, uh, which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, current money with the merchants. 
And the field of Ephron, uh, which, is, which was, was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which uh, was therein, and all the trees uh, uh, that were in the field. That's why uh, most of your uh, funeral places or graveyards have uh, is it more of a garden type thing with trees and everything else in them. And uh, were in all the borders round about were made sure. Unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth, before all the people, before all, before all that went in at the, the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of, uh, of the field of Machpelah, before Mamre, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave and, uh, that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. Woo! Now, Abraham... Abraham starts, the Lord starts this off and gives Sarah's age. This is the first time in the Bible and the last time that the Lord ever gives you the age of a woman. Uh, I think somebody chewed him out or something. He did something wrong uh, because this is it. I like the way Dr. Ruckman said this. He goes, women have five stages of growth. Did you know that? They have five stages. They are babies. They're children. They're young ladies. They're young ladies. They're young ladies. <laughs> Never again does he mention the lady's age. <laughs> I, I, I thought, well, you know, that's a true statement. Uh, but Sarah is a special woman. She's a, uh, she is a picture of the nation of Israel. And, and Abraham buries her out of his sight, and she's put in a cave. Rebecca's getting ready to come on the scene. Uh, as Rebecca comes in, Sarah goes out. Rebecca is a Gentile, which is a blessing. Uh, Rebecca is one of us. And she's brought into the fold of God uh, to Isaac, and, and Abraham's uh, servant goes out and gets her. Uh, Sarah is the only woman in the Bible that should mention that. It would seem that the Lord is discreet about the matter from here this day forward. He doesn't tell anybody anything. Verse 2, and Sarah died in, in Kerjath Arba. Uh, Abraham is finished mourning for his wife here. It says that he mourned for Sarah and uh, to weep for her. He, he's down probably just like anybody else. Uh, the Jews... A lot of people back then, Hebrews, they, they mourned very long. Uh, when Joseph died, uh, I think they 70 days they mourned for him, uh, had his body out, and then they took him up and buried him in the same exact cave. Uh, so uh, funerals back then took a while to go through. Abraham wanted to put her out of his sight. He just didn't want to see her anymore. That, that love story, that was probably the greatest love story you'll ever see in your Bible, Sarah and Abraham. You'll not find another one. Uh, over in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3, Ladies, if you want to you find out how to be a good wife, uh, what you need to do is read about Sarah. She is, she is a special lady. Her and Abraham got along together for all the years. I think they were married 60-something years. Uh, always together, always with each other, never wanted to be apart from each other. Uh, Sarah was Abraham's other half. Abraham was Sarah's other half. Uh, they, they never really had to have a problem. Let's see. First uh, Peter. I'm in John. John don't look like First Peter. Chapter three, uh, verse six, uh, verse five. For after this manner in the old times, the holy women also, and he called her holy women, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands. So then he goes into husbands. So Sarah, 
Sarah was always talked of in a positive sense. Uh, I'm not telling you you have to call your husband's Lord. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I think it would be a good idea. It would be a good gesture. Uh, if they get mad at you, what you ought to do is just call them ladies, call them Lord. Just irritate them. Uh, use, it, use it as an irritation and then get them under conviction and, and have them call you something really, really nice too. Uh, I don't think you should have to kiss the feet, but it wouldn't hurt to kiss the feet. That would be good too. Uh, but <laughs> now that I think about some of that stuff, I have to think about that for a little bit. That sounds like a pretty good thing, but you ladies probably wouldn't like that. So that's okay. But, but, but Sarah was everything to Abraham. I mean, she was all, but, but I, then you don't understand why Abraham tried to ditch her off twice as a sister uh, and get other people in trouble in the process of doing it. Uh, it, it's, he did that to Abimelech, which is kind of messed up. And you, you sit there and watch him do that thing and you, as you scratch your head. But it was just a lifestyle back then. They did things back then, just like right now. He's gonna, he wants a separate cave. He wants a separate cave so he can bury his people. And he does not want to mix his dead bodies with other people's dead bodies. In today's society, that would be called racism. You'd be all kinds of stuff. So they'd want to go back and tear the tomb down and put all the bodies together. That's what people would want to do today. Well, you can't change what history was. History is history. Uh, back then, they lived like that, that. They came up like that. You, you have street lights today. You have stop signs. You have all kinds. They didn't have that stuff. Uh, they just beat everybody up and killed them. Uh, and that's what, I mean, they just went out and just massacred whole cities and everything else. If people did that today, you would be appalled at that stuff, uh, which rightly so, you probably should. But, but we can't keep going back into history and trying to change what was there. There was slaves back then, white, black, purple, pink, orange, Chinese, Japanese. There was slaves back then. People owned them. That's just the way it was. That was the way life was. I am not saying that's what we would do today. We've changed some things. But I tell you what, when you get to your Bible, the hardest thing you'll ever do is agree with God. You may not like it, but you've been taught how not to agree with God. I'm not, I'm not saying you should have a slave. Don't go out of here and say, well, Mike said you should have slaves. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you, your Bible says that stuff all the way through here. Abraham, in this particular place, had a, a, he wanted a burying thing for his family. Uh, he wanted his family to be separate from everybody else as he buried him. Uh, you can take that either way you want to look at it. But Sarah, he wanted to get out of his sight. He had been with her for so long, and they didn't have embalming like we do today. They just basically uh, let him sit out for a day or two, put uh, spices and stuff around him, and then they put him in the ground. That's what he wanted to do with Sarah, and he needed a place to put her because she had passed away. Uh, he loved her. It's a, it's a point that, you know what that tells you? It's a point that a man wants to die. The wages of sin is death. Sin is still rampant from Adam and Eve all the way down. Sin is still the number one cause of you dying. Sin is the reason you die. Uh, without sin, it's appointed on a man wants to die. Sin is the problem. Sin is what causes that thing. And uh, so Rebecca is, is going to come in. Sarah is out of here. And Abraham stood up before the dead, and he went to that. Here's another good thing. Abraham had some character. He would not take anything from anybody. Uh, go back to, I think I had that verse here, Genesis 14. Genesis 14 real quick. And I'm going to say that for a reason, because I'm going to tell you that here in just a second. Verse 21, and it says, And the king of Sodom, this is after Abraham went and got him a lot. They were all captured, and he went down and got him. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king 
of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of the heaven and the earth, that I will not take from, uh, take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not, uh, not take any part, anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich, uh, save only that which the young men have eaten. Uh, Abraham said, I, you ain't going to give me nothing. I, I'm, I'm that way a lot because uh, I realize a lot of times if you give somebody something or somebody gives you something, they end up thinking they have a hold on you. Or they want to uh, get special favors. And, and I don't like giving special favors to nobody, man. That's, the other day, Brother Barry called me on my phone, and I was joking with him Friday night because I didn't get to it in time. Uh, but I was joking with Beth. I said, look, I can't answer that phone right off the bat. If I answer it right, right now for Brother Barry, then everybody else is going to expect me to answer it the first time up too. So, uh, so I sit there, but you know what? You can't, you, you got to watch that thing. Abraham was very staunch about that stuff. He worked for what he had. Uh, he got everything he got as honest as he could get it. Uh, he, he earned it. He worked for it. The Lord blessed him. He got it. And he didn't want anybody when it came down to the end of this thing to say anything negative about him. Uh, it says here in a few seconds in this passage, it said, uh, where is that at? He said he's a great prince. I think that's down where uh, Ephron is talking to him. Yeah, I missed it. I had it. I thought I had it marked here. This brings the dead heads of soldiers in the very place. Huh? Here's that. Oh, yeah, verse 6. Hear us, my Lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. You know what that is? That's a pillar. Uh, Abraham is a pillar in that community, in that area. Uh, when people come and look at him, they, they look at him just like they do Job. Uh, the only reason Job, uh, cha they changed their mind on Job was Job uh, lost everything, and they thought he was a wicked sinner. Uh, but the Lord was trying to work something out in his life. But Abraham here still retained everything that he had. Uh, he still retained his integrity. He, he retained everything that the Lord gave. He did what it is, and the people looked at him as a great prince. Uh, by the time you get to the end of your life, you know what they should be looking at you like? A great prince. He said he made us kings and priests unto his God over in Revelation. You should have a testimony that is almost as squeaky clean as you can keep it. It's hard. I got it, man. It's hard. But it's something we should be striving for because when you start looking down through your Bible, when you lose that testimony, what happens is you lose the influence that you have with this world. The only way you can get that testimony is to change. And sometimes you just got to change your heart. It's, it's a heart thing. Uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if you take it, you know what most people ought to do is they ought to take a, a tape recorder with you all the day long and have it just running. And, and don't tape over it. When it gets you some cassettes, that's the little things. The little things that go around like this. It's, it's, well, you can get a USB, one of those USB things. I guess you can record on those too, however you do it. I don't know. But uh, just let it go all day long. And then at the end of the day, sit there and listen to it. And listen to what you say out of your mouth. Uh, I tell you what, this, I, I, I tell people that all the time. That Facebook, Twitter, TwitFace, all that other stuff. Uh, you put that stuff out there online and people see it. And I mean, it just destroys you. It destroys you. Uh, you have to overcome that stuff. And, and we're so used to being what we want to be right now. I could do everything in the moment. It's not the moment, brethren. It's not the moment. It's the life. It's the life. It's not, you can't say, oh, well, that was last week. No, 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 no. Last week counts. 
you have to get rid of last week. Some way that stuff has to go back. I was telling him, I saw him to somebody when I was in the Navy. I, I did some stuff bad when I was a kid. And uh, I, I lied about it and lied getting in the Navy. And, uh, but what, what was a blessing was that NIS agent uh, at that satellite station, I told him the truth the best I could. Uh, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. And, uh, I mean, I went through my whole life. I told him everything. I told him anything that came to my mind came out of my mouth. I told him exactly what I did. I told him I lied, 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 lied. What that guy did for me was in 1983, he took my record from that day backwards, and he cleaned it up. And the only thing I had to do was from that day forward keep it clean. Every time the Navy needed me to have another uh, to check on my top secret clearance, they, had, they just went back to that date and went forward. Everything else was already cleared. Uh, brother, I'm telling you what, some, that was a blessing because for history wake, posterity's sake, for job's sake, that man, he took care of me. But most of us, we have issues in our life that you got to clean up, and it takes time sometimes to clean them up. Abraham's a great prince. Uh, Abraham will not take. He will not take from somebody. He pays for everything he gets. Uh, when people start taking, there's nothing wrong in families. In families, we give each other stuff all the time. Uh, that's what Christmas is for. You're supposed to give us stuff all the time. But uh, Beth made me get, she, she didn't make me do it, but she, I had to get uh, Christmas stockings for the dogs. The dogs. The dogs. I mean, you say, why would you get Christmas stocking for the dogs? Because there are grand puppies. I, where did that, that terminology, I don't think I ever heard in, in the Bible anywhere. I don't think anywhere in here it says grand puppy. Uh, but anyways, you sit there, and, but, but when you start expecting the world to give you everything and not work for it, there's a problem there. It's a character deficiency. You need to work. You need to work. That's what Abraham did. Uh, he said, I'm a, soldier, a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession, verse 4. Uh, and the children of uh, answered and said unto him, Hear us, uh, my Lord, thou art a mighty, mighty prince among us. They, they really did it. He said, you can have whatever you want because of that uh, and what you've done in our community and, and what you've helped us. They knew about the battles that Abraham did and all that other stuff. So Abraham did what he was supposed to do. Uh, he's talking in the gate uh, with, with uh, Ephron. Ephron does exactly what he was going to do. Uh, they work it out. Uh, I've read many commentaries about that, the 400 uh, shekels of silver, uh, whether or not they, they got a problem. I, I mean, that's like some people say he took advantage of Abraham. Uh, some people say, you know, they looked at it. He, they said Ephron here is the first funeral director uh, because he'll get you in a place where you're in emotionally distraught and take advantage of you. Uh, I don't know, because uh, Jacob bought a field a little while later, and he only paid 100 shekels of silver for it with a burying place and a cave in it so he could bury all his kids. Uh, so they, they say that he took, took advantage of him here. Whatever it happened didn't matter. Abraham didn't care. He paid the 400 shekels, and he was done. Abraham's buried there. Sarah was buried there. Uh, Jacob was buried there. Leah was buried there, and Rebecca's buried there. I haven't figured out where Isaac is buried. They just left him on the side of the road somewhere. Uh, I don't know if they cared about him or not, or maybe there just wasn't enough room in the cave. They buried him on top of the cave. Whatever they did, uh, I'm going to find that out where uh, Isaac is. Heth was quick to name his price. It didn't take him a few seconds to do it. And once he did it, it was over. Uh, Sarah, as Israel, is hid in a field. Uh, you're going to start getting into your Bible. It's called types. And I've been talking about types forever. But types, your Bible is full of types, and, and people who reject types will, all, will not know much about the Bible when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And understanding salvation out here is a big thing. 
Uh, the Jews right now are, are put off to the side until the, the time of the Gentiles fulfilled. When the rapture occurs, the time of the Gentile people say, I don't believe in the rapture. What's called, called catching away. Uh, but I don't care whether you believe in the rapture or not. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen. One day you'll find out. You'll be up there and you'll go, whoa, well, I guess that was true. <laughs> you look down. Uh, that's not the time to find out that it's real. Uh, really, uh, because if, if you don't go, you'll be going, where'd they all go? <laughs> and uh, shortly thereafter, you're going to find out you're not going to have a good time. So uh, I, that's why you should go out and tell people as many as you can about uh, Jesus Christ and how to get to heaven. But Sarah, Sarah, Abraham's wife, is a picture of, she's, she's came with Abraham, she's part of Abraham. She's a picture of the nation of Israel being hid in a field, and they're going to be resurrected one day. So then when you get over in Ezekiel, you see the Valley of Bones, that's it right there. It's the exact same thing. It hasn't changed one bit. The Lord has never changed. He's, he's done the same thing all the way through the Bible, by the way. And he's going to do it all the way to the end. The most, what's wrong with most of us is we don't see it. We refuse to see it. But there's so much stuff in this world that takes our attention that we don't see the basic little things that he lays out in this book for us 24-7. They're all here. Uh, uh, with her being set aside, waiting the resurrection, Eliezer, the next chapter, we're getting ready to go into 24. I told you I was going to get through 20. You didn't believe me, did you? I said we're going to get through a whole chapter right now. Uh, Eliezer is going to come up in the next chapter. And Abraham is, a, is a, a type of God the Father. Isaac is a type of Jesus Christ. He's not coming back here ever again. And Eliezer is going to go get him a bride. I just preached a message on that. Uh, I want to be an Eliezer. I want to be a type of the Holy Spirit. I want to be a guy that goes out, a person that goes out and tries to win souls. That's what I want to do. Uh, I, that, that's the most fun. I've had more fun in my entire life doing that than anything else. Sometimes you've got to take your time. Be wise as a servant, harmless as a dove. You've got to take your time. You can't. Just go out there and, and tackle somebody, knock them down, and try to get them saved. Uh, that don't work that way. Most of the time when you, somebody gets saved just like that, somebody else has already done some work in their life, somewhere in the background. Uh, if they haven't, uh, they usually don't get saved. Uh, it takes time, sometimes time. Uh, and you'll find out that a pastor, a preacher, a, a soul winner, somebody's been out there passing out tracks. Somewhere down the road, the Word of God came into their mind, and the Holy Spirit had time to do it. So Eliezer is a type of the Holy Spirit. He goes uh, out to get the bride for Isaac, who is clearly a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rebecca is clearly a type of the church. That's us. Uh, she's a Gentile. The Holy Spirit went to get her after Rebecca or Sarah was put in the, in the ground and hidden for a while. Then he comes up and he says, now here comes Rebecca, and we get in. Now, brethren, uh, people say, well, I like the New Testament. Well, the New Testament is just as good as the Old Testament if you look for the same Jesus in both sides. Uh, I'm telling you what, it's a great passage. Uh, and the field and the cave that they're in, verse 20, and the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place uh, by the sons of Heth. So Abraham puts, his, puts uh, Sarah in the ground. She's hidden away. And uh, as a type of, of, of Jesus or the, the nation of Israel sinning and going back and the Lord getting done with him, go to chapter 24, verse 1. In this next chapter, the typology makes about 90% of the entire study. Uh, when you go through this chapter, you can't miss it. If all you have to do, if God wrote a book and he only wrote 66 chapters and everything, or 66 books, and in those 66 books are everything you need. It's, it's an amazing book. It's going to be written in ways that you're not going to be able to get all of it the first time through. I heard somebody, they told me they tried to give me a Dr. Ruttman commentary. And uh, his commentary is about twice as thick as this for uh, the book of Revelation. 
And he said, oh, I want to give you this commentary. I said, I don't want it. Uh, because as soon as you do, you get beholden to them. I know exactly what's going to happen. I got, my own, I got two copies of uh, Doc's commentary. I don't need your commentary. Not that I'm a jerk and don't want to take it. I just, I don't really want to take anything unless you got money. Money is okay. I'll take money. Uh, because that, that, you can disappear, that stuff disappears. And nobody has any evidence. But, uh, <laughs> or, or chocolate. Chocolate's good, too. <laughs> jelly beans. Jelly beans is good. Jelly beans. There's a couple things, I guess. Uh, donuts are fine. I mean, the lady down here gives us donuts. It's a blessing. I went to a donut shop a while back and, and to get some donuts because I didn't think George would have any here because Joe takes all of them. And so I felt sorry for George that day. And I went and bought some donuts. And the lady tried to give them to me at the donut place. Fresh donuts out of the donut place. I said, no, 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 charge me. So she said, okay, give me two bucks. I said, get out of here, man. I said, that's a dozen donuts. Charge me for the donuts. And then she would only charge me four bucks. She's so used to giving me donuts that she can't even sell me donuts for the right price. It's an amazing thing. You have to fight with them to do it. But then in the next chapter we're getting here, Isaac, like I said, is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Abraham's son. Once Abraham did what he was supposed to do, and the typology was there when he took him up on the side of the mountain was going to kill him, Abraham took his son, his only son, and went to sacrifice him to the Lord. The Lord said, that ain't going to be the sacrifice I need. However, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. Uh, and Abraham got blessed with that. Moses, on the other hand, struck the rock the first time, got water out of it. And he fed the, and gave the, uh, the drink to the nation. Now, you take two million people, brethren, you're going to have to get some faith. You just got to get some faith. If you don't, you are not going to understand. First of all, if you can build a universe, they said they just found a new galaxy, the biggest galaxy in the, in the universe. I'm like, you're a moron. You can't, first of all, you can't see the end of the universe. How do you know there's not a bigger one out there past that one? So they sit there and try to tell you all this stuff. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to find anything else other than God. I'm the other way, just the opposite. I don't give up on that part. I'm an electronic technician, like I told you. I used to be able to trade that, tear that thing down, component level, put it back together. When you're starting to talk about the galaxies and everything else, I'm like, guys, you're, you're way outside of your, your expertise. I mean, there is no way, I don't care the smartest man, whoever was, Einstein, any of them, they, they don't hold a candle to this book. There's no possible way they could even comprehend how to do anything. All they're looking at is things that are already made, and they're made out of atoms that God made. If you don't make the atoms, shut your mouth. You can't talk about what somebody else has made. Elon Musk, I don't like Elon Musk at all. I just don't like him. But I agree with him. He built an electric car. Didn't Tesla, Elon Musk? Okay, he built an electric car. And probably the, the, they said it's the biggest selling electric car in America today is, the, is his car, the Tesla. And the government will not even say that he has the, the biggest market share for electric cars. They want green? He's green. He's about as green. He looks like a stinking Martian. That's how green that guy is. Everything he does is green, and they won't even say nothing. And Musk was on, I read an article the other day, he's all mad because, because Biden won't even mention him. They mention all the dealers, Ford, Pond, all, the, all the dealers down through there, but they will not mention Musk, which I'm like, what is, he's like, he's like your little baby guy, man. I mean, he's your poster child. Why wouldn't you want to mention him? It's, they're, they're idiots, man. The world is crazy. And, and they sit there and think that, well, we have a market on everything. They have nothing. I, Brother, I'm not a scientist by any means, but when you start getting into the realm of this universe, God said he made it. Now, he either did or he's a liar. 
And if he's a liar, he don't exist. If he don't exist, this is a piece of trash, which it's not, but this is a piece of, I've already been here, done that, done got the t-shirt, man. I, I sit by myself out there on the side of the road some day and say, hey, this is either real or it's not. And if it's real, I'm going to trust this thing. And one of these days, I'm going to stand before you. And I'm going to give an account of everything I ever did. And you gave me a way out of it. If this is real. If it's not, who cares? And then you start listening to scientists. They have no clue. I heard a parody the other day on the coronavirus. I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to play it if y'all haven't heard it. But the guy says, your first shot will take care of all your problems because it helps you with the next shot. It, It prepares you so the next shot won't make you as sick. And after about 37 shots, they said the, the, the 36th shot is really what clots the blood. But that only helps you with the 37th shot that unclots the blood that the 36th shot. And the guy was just going on and on. I don't think he would have ever stopped with shots. Uh, and this is your scientist, brethren. This is your farms and everybody else that we trust to go to the hospitals and get all the doctor stuff and scare everybody. First of all, we're scared to death. Most people are scared to death anyways. So all they need is something just to trip their trigger and scare them all over into another thing. Uh, if you don't have the shots, you're causing me to get corona. Wait a second. You got the shot? Yeah. Isn't the shot supposed to protect you? No, it doesn't protect you. Well, then how's it going to protect me? And if I get the shot, I can still give you corona. So the only thing we can do is hide. That's your science. Now, I think science is great. People say, well, I don't, and it goes the other side. People say, I don't trust science. You're just as much of a moron as they are. Uh, If you're in here and you believe the earth is flat, you got an issue. You got an issue. All you have to do is look out the sky at night. Everything else is round. Unless you're just looking at the flat side of everything. Everything's round. The earth is round, by the way. It's round. There's satellites out there. I believe in science. We got geosynchronous satellites all around the planet, all around, everywhere. 23,000 miles out, geosynchronous, sitting there, sitting there. They're taking pictures. And another one over here is taking a picture. Another one's taking over here. There's, I think, I think who was it? Uh, somebody just put like, I think there are like 2,300 satellites in the sky. There is tons of satellites in the sky all taking pictures all around the planet. Guess what? Every one of them, you put them all together, you get a round ball. Anybody who says, you know what they do? They'll say, well, the Bible says. The Bible says over there that the sun stood still. Well, from my perspective, if the, if the earth stops rotating, here goes the next one. Brethren, I mean, if, if the earth actually was moving at 24,000 miles an hour, or a day, 1,000 miles an hour, which I believe, I mean, it's rotating fast. And for the Lord to stop that thing, and we all don't fall down? You should have fell down. You should have slid across the Atlantic Ocean and ended up in stinking London. I mean, that's how fast you, you'd be traveling a thousand miles an hour when he stopped it. And the next day, you know, you're shooting out there, but he can do that stuff. You, I'm talking about faith. There, become, there comes an element where you get to a place where you realize it's beyond you. And you cannot anymore go beyond that. That, that reasoning, you can't figure that fusion. You can't figure fusion out. Fusion is an everlasting amount of power that just, once you start it, it'll keep going. They want to, they got uh, over in, uh, oh, where is that place? Over in, you know, overseas, they got that, what is it? Yeah, what's that? CERN, yeah, CERN. They don't know what they're doing. If they start that thing and it engulfs the entire planet, what do you do then? How do you stop it? You don't, you can't. I don't think they'll ever get it started, but if they, if they, they, they might be able to do it in some small form. 
But they're going to try to do everything. And the Lord said back at the Tower of Babel that once we start thinking of stuff, you're not going to be able to stop them. And he, that's why he changed everybody's language. Brethren, it's faith. It's faith. It's faith. You're going to have to come to a place in here where you realize that, hey, there is, a, there is something. Now, I heard a guy read an article. A guy uh, was fishing out in the middle of the ocean, and he fell overboard. And, and he was, and he, the motor was still running, so the boat goes. So he's out there, no life jacket, no nothing. And he goes, this is, he said, I'm in the water, I'm dying, and this is how I'm going to die. I said, in the middle of the ocean, I'm going to die like this in the middle of the ocean. He felt something bump him. No, it wasn't a shark. You thought it was a shark. Y'all thought it was a shark going to bite him. It was a baby seal. And he said he talked to that baby seal for five hours. Him and that baby seal was just talking. And, and the, the seal kept bumping him from the back, pushing him. And he goes, you know, in about four or five hours, I started seeing the light, the direction that little baby seal was sending me. And there was an oil rig out there, and I swam it. Four or five hours, this guy was in the water, and he swam because of it. He said, I don't know what's out there, but there's something out there that's higher power than me. And he goes, and you'll never convince me that. That little seal directed me right to that thing. And he goes, only, only something higher than me could do that. The lost man realizes that. Uh, this world, this world, we build all kinds of stuff, and we have technology, but it cannot, you'll never, you'll never get outside this galaxy, this universe. If you, not the universe, out of the solar system. If you did, where would you go? I mean, what direction would you go in? Well, we think that out there somewhere may be a habitable planet. Uh, one degree, here you go, one degree at 23,000 miles, one degree, you'll miss that satellite. Probably a tenth of a degree at 23,000 miles, you will miss that satellite. You have to know exactly. I had charts and everything else. I knew exactly where that satellite was sitting. So when I'm, I trained my antennas, and I had 60-foot dishes, when I trained that antenna to that thing, I had to know exactly where that, and the, the earth wobbles. So it, it's doing this thing, wobbling back and forth. And it, if you look at it on the chart, it's like a figure eight. You had to know exactly where the earth was in that wobble so that you could find that satellite and get on it. And once you got the signal stream, you lock on it, lock up. What I'm trying to tell you, at 23,000 miles, if you're off a degree, you're going to miss it. If you shoot for a star out there somewhere that's moving, and it's 100 billion light years away, what do you think your chances of hitting that thing ever would be? Because by the time you get to it, first of all, you're going to be dead, and all your kids are going to be dead, and your kids, 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 kids are going to be dead if you had enough food to get you there. But what are you going to do when you get there and there's nothing there? It's like, whoops. I mean, brother, when you start looking at all that stuff, God says, are y'all that ignorant? I made this thing. And I'm like, somebody made this. Musk made Teslas. Ford made Fords. Chevy made Chevy. All these guys made these, this stuff. Why can't God just make this stuff? Oh, is that him? Look at that, man. I got a minute. A minute. A minute! 60 seconds in it. <laughs> God is selective. Abraham, Abraham was old, well-stricken in age. Uh, you know, God tells you how long. Uh, see, guys are better. By the way, guys are okay. God can tell a guy that, that he's 930 years old when he dies. You tell a woman that, and she's going to smack you. I, I don't understand how that uh, we have a lady in the church, and her husband told me that, uh, she, we, I could never know her age. So I went out online and found her age. He goes, that's not her age. <laughs> I said, 
But that's what it says. He goes, that's not true. That's not true. I'm like, you have been duped, man. You have been duped uh, if you say this thing. But he goes through here, and it says, And Abraham was, well, was old and well-stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abram in all things. And Abram said uh, unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under, the, under my thigh. That's a, that's a sign of leadership of power. i got to shut up right now. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, uh, that thou shalt not uh, take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. And he goes on after that, and he starts talking about some things, and we'll get into that next week. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. I do pray that you to bless the morning service and everybody that comes out, and we'll praise you on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at that, man. Oh, hey, I told Jerry, uh, the ushers, uh, if you start...